0: welcome to the fight with teddy atlas presented by dynamic striking i'm ken Rideout, joined as always by the voice of the ufc the legend teddy atlas teddy how you doing buddy
1: good more importantly how you doing you had surgery we want to let all the fans out there know yeah. how
0: you're doing it's all coming together a little bruised up but i'm bruised and battered but i'm on the road to recovery i feel much better today than i have what, in the last few days what they
1: do they re- uh, repaired the rotator and also uh the lum, the um,
0: torn labrum, torn rotator cuff, and they removed some uh, bone spurs and bone chips. When I fell, it broke some, like broke a little bit of the bones off in my, um, I think scapula. But it feels much better, like now. It's and you fell moving. because
1: you were running when it was icy out, correct?
0: <laughs> running in the running in the snow like an old man. Yeah, well, <laughs>
1: not an old man, but uh, ill-advised. Now, yeah, are you listening the to the doctor's orders and to my orders, and you're and you're refraining from running uh, for the... Don't even tell me. You haven't run, have you? (laughs) Seriously, because they said you're not supposed to run for four weeks. So it's only been like a week, not even a week. Yeah. So what's the story?
0: Just power walking. Just some quick walking with my sling.
1: Power walking. All right. Power walking. I can just imagine what the freak that is. That's that's like instead of running a 230 marathon, which is what you and Rob run, two hours and 30 minutes, which is how many minutes a mile does that average to? Which is pretty the incredible. best the
0: best one I did was 228. It was a 539 per mile.
1: So instead of running 539 miles, what are you doing now? Running seven minute miles? Like, to yeah, take like, it easy? Se- like
0: walk... Walking seven minute miles, just trotting along like you know, <laughs> in a steady walk. <laughs> hey, listen, you better you better straighten out.
1: You better straighten out that thinking because I'm good. They gave
0: you that surgery,
1: you know, because they had to repair something in there. Don't disrepair it.
0: All right, please. <laughs> I said the guy told me. He said I said how long? He said four weeks in a sling. And I kind of, I wanted to say to him, yeah, I think that that's, that's for regular people. But like, what about someone who's like fit and ready? He's like, four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> what about,
1: yeah, what about Superman? Uh, 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 I said, I feel
0: like I got a bionic arm now. I should be able to go even harder, right? And he's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Well, but the kids have gotten a kick out of all the stitches and stuff. They, uh, they're t- endless entertainment for them to tease me while I'm incapacitated, well, throwing with my left hand.
1: Well, listen, all kidding side, heal up. And uh, try to listen to the doctor at least, a, definitely at least some of it.
0: Um, I'm listening to Doctor Atlas. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> and uh, hey, how'd you like the Super Bowl? Well, uh, we got I, the pick right. We got the
1: pick right. We took the dog, uh, the points. we were get, you're getting four, or four and a half, depending on where you went to my bookie. Uh, I think they were getting four, or four and a half, and um, so we got that right. And I, you know, it's funny thing. I had said before the game that on the money line, I would take the Rams. And the reason why I said that was because I just thought it was the year of the quarterback. It was all about the quarterbacks. And it was about, obviously, this young Joe Burrow who's been incredible. And... The magic that he's brought in, his team's brought in, the underdog mentality and the the guts and grit that they showed like a fighter coming back down 18 points against Kansas City, Um, you know, and all that. But then I thought about the other guy on the other side, you know, Stafford. And he's a guy who's been in the league 13 years now, 12 years spent, basically almost like, uh, you know, somebody that would have been, uh, exiled <laughs> to to, sure. to like Siberia or something, you know, like like to uh,
0: and and he got a chance to prove that. Hey guys, I don't stink. This organization stinks, and the way they're running things stinks. It's unacceptable for a team to lose that many years in a row. And and he had like I'm I'm some happy for Matt Stafford.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I was thinking the reason why I thought at the last minute the money line they're gonna win, but they're not gonna cover is for exactly that that. It was, the, it was just a perfect story. You know, it was a great story with the underdog kid, but he's going to have other chances. You know, he's a young kid. He's, he's going to have other chances. But this guy, this might be his one legitimate and last chance. You know, who knows? Maybe they get it together again next year. You know, it's always hard to repeat, uh, although your team – did that a few times, um, or at least one time. But they won so many of them, I don't even remember the the New England Patriots who moved over to Tampa Bay, and now I guess they're <clears throat> uh, that man is basically retired because he called you up and he made it official uh brady right he did tell you that he's retired right he's not going he
0: he asked me he specifically asked me not to announce it on the fight with teddy alice because he didn't want um adam Schefter to start crying and throw a hissy fit if he didn't give him the news so i said give it to shefty we don't need the publicity anyway
1: yeah we're doing all right we're doing well (laughs) that's true and that's that is that is nice of you to be uh that that kind of person um, But at the end of the day, Stratford, great story. I mean, the right story, really. A uh, guy that, you know, has been with the Detroit Lions, had lousy teams all those years, and he gets traded, and the first year gets traded, kind of like the Brady story a couple of years ago. It's really amazing. You know, he gets traded from that team because Brady got traded from the Patriots, a winning team. But he gets traded... Uh, to a warm weather team, uh, Brady went to Tampa Bay. He goes to the Rams, and a team that had the Super Bowl that year. It's amazing, it really is. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is crazy, and it's just you know it, it's just perfect justice for a guy like him. It really is. Uh, so it is a real nice story. Uh, the, he gets there and they win a the Super Bowl, and he wins it it's his first time with that new team at home in L.A. Uh it it was nice. And like I said, the other kid, you know, had a phenomenal year, uh phenomenal story. Nobody expected the Bengals to get to the freaking Super Bowl. And and it was just two. I'll tell you why, because they missed that call. That was a bad call. You know, on a yeah. on the touchdown pass, that seventy five yard Very touch. bad. That was a bad call. And listen, it makes you feel bad for the teams that in the past uh have had bad calls but they didn't get it rectified you know they didn't get the right call what was that team a yep. few years ago ken <laughs>
0: what? they did a whole documentary about it, about the tuck rule when the raiders tried to falsely claim that they got <laughs> gypped <Yeah. laughs> hey can i tell you about the worst bad beat you're ever gonna hear uh, i had a I had a Super Bowl box, and the, and all it was was um, ten people. I hope 1, you had three and
1: each. zero. If you had three and zero, man, oh man, oh man, the people that had three and zero, they did nothing but win, nothing but freaking collect. But go ahead, I, I go ahead.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story that's gonna make you cry. I had one. It was um, all, winner take all, thousand dollars a piece. Um, winner takes all, ten thousand bucks. I had you just get one number you add the last two digits of the final score. That's your number. I had number six when they were driving for that thing when it was uh, 2016. All I needed was a turnover stop him on the touchdown. They're not kicking a field goal. Now it's a touchdown or a bust. Had they stopped him and won the game six six uh, 2016 10 grand. You never seen my wife and kids so excited about a game. They couldn't have cared less. When I told them that if they win, everyone's going to get $200, they were acting like, you know, they were going to win the mega bucks if we won. One, my youngest son started crying when they, when they oh. lost. And I was like, why are you crying? He's like, I want the 200 bucks. I was like, I'll give you $200 anyway for caring so much.
1: <laughs> but I, want,
0: uh, I was bummed. And I would have been really sad if I hadn't won it the, the, the year before. So that was uh, actually Mickey Woods guy who we met up at the um, Hall of Fame dinner, Mike Lee, the bean shooter. He's uh, a roofer from Lowell. Awesome guy, total uh, like comeback player of the year. I think he did like seven years heroin addict, bank robber, turned his life around, started a roofing company. The legend Mike Lee, the Bean Shooter, is uh, runs that pool every year. Super nice guy. But
1: by saying that, do you just let's be honest, full disclosure here? We yeah. pride ourselves in being honest men uh, and doing that little spill you just did for a good man. Um, uh, are you getting a, Are you getting a new roof? <laughs> How you get into the i don't
0: think he's allowed i don't think mike the bean shooter's allowed out of the state of massachusetts but i'm sure he'd consult with me if i needed one
1: yeah, yeah i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure hey i tell you real quick stat out is to well eh, put it this way it's a, a lot of pools and it's got nothing to do with chlorine yeah. nothing to do with chlorine. <laughs> a lot of pools a lot of pools baby
0: and um Fact, a lot of if, pools and a lot of walking sticks being used this fact,
1: week. Matter of fact, one of my son's, best, of my son's <laughs> best friends, uh, Mark Darrow, I'm very proud of the friends that he has, um, that he's grown up with, and they've all stayed together, and so they um, they were all talking about the pools and stuff, and we were we were chatting together by text, a group text with a couple of them and my son, and about... The you know the pools out there, and he sent me. It was really, it was really funny. Uh, even in God's house, in in church, there was a pool up on a.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds on brands from Staten no, Island. I mean you know, I mean hey,
1: listen, all for good cause. The man upstairs, you know, he's going to put that to good use. They they're going to
0: ten percent for the ten percent for the bookkeeper. You know, it's, hey, it's all it's
1: all for good. And um, goes to the church, a part of it, a little bit, and there was—I must tell you—with all the pools, a friend of mine. One of the pools, one of the larger ones, was five thousand a box. Ooh, yeah, ooh, five thousand a box, and he's a friend of mine, good guy, Paul, and he. Uh, all I can tell you is the final score was. Two hundred fifty thousand to the winner for the Ay, final. Chihuahua. Halftime a hundred thousand. Do you you know? Oh my God! Oh, you you're a mathematician. You're a finance guy. <laughs> that means the yeah. winner had halftime, right? The numbers were yeah. the same. Three yeah, and oh, yeah, yeah. and the final. Oh my Was God. three and oh, not too bad, huh, Ken?
0: i hope i hope would who i still be put, here
1: doing this show would you still be here today showing up to i'd do... be
0: here i would do this show if someone bought my new company for a, a billion dollars which hopefully they will next year i'll be here every day this is like the only thing in my life that i actually enjoy other than my kids are you crazy this is the highlight of my week i'd be here you couldn't pay me enough to do this
1: let's do ufc guys. come on brother <laughs>
0: Let's get into it. By the way, the guy who won that uh, box in Staten Island, I hope to God he had his name filled out in an anonymous name. Otherwise, I have a feeling he might get a visitor in the coming days knowing he's got that much cash in his house. But no, no. That's a, no, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, listen, Staten Island has
1: nothing but good people. We have nothing, good, nothing but good people. That's all we have. And um, that's all we see anyway. We see all good people and um, through, yeah. through the lens of our, our hearts. Uh, we want to see good people. We lock, we we shut down the bridges to bad people. We shut them down. That's
0: the only place where they have the cobbler has a, a stoneworking section in the back where they make uh, stone shoes as well as leather in the front. Anyway,
1: <laughs> they, they have a little zoo that I take my beautiful grandchildren to. On uh, Staten Island, and it's got the woodchuck. It's got whatever his name is, you know. And they bring him out every year when to tell you whether or not uh, summer is going to, spring is going. Teddy, to come early. that's
0: not a woodchuck. That's a groundhog. groundhog I'm sorry, w- a woodchuck. Think, no, you, know, you know how much shit they're going to give you in, this, in the comments about no, no, that? No, no, no. Actually, woodchuck.
1: go ahead, go. T- let them go and look at technically what kind of animal he is. I, I think he's a woodchuck. I don't care. If you want to call him a groundhog, but I think they're related. <laughs> I do. I think they might
0: be. Re, they might be related, but I'm almost wood positive and that the groundhog comes out of the ground. Yeah,
1: <laughs> woodchucks do too. <laughs> At least the time I'll do. They do.
0: I thought they were up in the trees chucking wood down.
1: No, oh, no. That well, in the commercial <laughs> they do that. And uh, how much wood did a woodchuck chuck when a woodchuck chucks wood? But uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. Listen, they, whatever he is. Okay, he's a groundhog. So he comes out. I've seen that movie too. And he comes. Pucks a tiny fill. Yeah, but that's not him. That's the other one. This one's the real yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. This this, oh, okay. I forget his name. What the heck's his name? Chuck. Staten Island Chuck. Sally. Chuck.
0: Sally. No, his Walnuts. name is
1: Chuck. His name is Chuck. <laughs> the woodchuck. It's not a woodchuck. All right. Well, but his name, I'm almost positive. You can look it up. Have Rob, look it up. It's it's on there on that thing called the Internet. It's it's the Staten Island um, Groundhog. I think his name is Chuck. Pretty sure that's his name.
0: If he's from Staten Island, his name is definitely like Sal or Caesar or something like that. Oh, Since here, Rob groundhog. just
1: gave it to me. Put that up there <laughs> so you eat your words. Apologize.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I apologize. Read the groundhog, it. also known as a woodchuck, <laughs> is a rodent of the family Scuridia, belonging to the group of a large ground squirrels known as... Marmo Marmo marmots ha. marmots uh, yeah see <laughs> you were
1: right. That right there Staten Island <laughs> Chuck let me see if I can read this hold on
0: but his still name his name is definitely like Caesar or, Al- or no no, or, or no. Giuseppe.
1: put that up there again okay you Staten read Staten
0: Island Chuck also referred more formally as Charles G Hog there it is is a groundhog who resided in Staten Island Zoo there, in Staten Island there,
1: New York there it is okay. Uh, don't question me ever again, Ken.
0: Ever I again, I love you, buddy. I don't know. I know more than just boxing. Okay. <laughs> From now on, his name is Caesar the Groundhog. Caesar the, or the G- Woodchuck. Woodchuck,
1: <laughs> Chuck. Woodhog. Anyway, he came out. He came out a couple of weeks ago because, um, you know, he, they do it. You know, it's a, it's a, thing traditional. They bring him out, and if he sees his shadow, then what's? I, I'm not sure exactly. That means that the spring is close if he doesn't see a yeah. shadow i think it means that winter's gonna go on an extra couple months I, there's some yeah somewhere along those yeah. lines the main thing is it is a woodchuck that's the main thing <laughs> I don't, I, the rest of it don't hold me to but yeah he uh one one year he he came out and i i think i'm not positive it's probably Rob could find it, but the mayor's always come over because, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, what do you call it? It's a, uh, opportunity to get some easy press and do a photo op. So the mayor's come over, right? And, De Blasio, who nobody around here really liked too much, uh, he he came... No over. one
0: likes him in his own house.
1: He came... He came, Listen, he he came over and they do this whole traditional thing. Uh, the woodchuck comes out, he picks him up, he comes out and, you know, they tell hope you... hope he bites him. They, he bit him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> he bit him. He bit him, yeah. He must have been... He, Trump must have got word to him. Yeah. Bite De Blasio. Yeah,
1: are like a woodchuck whisperer. <laughs> he bit him. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he did. He bit him. I think I think it was the I'm broncio. not surprised.
0: He ate blood. I think there's a few and, cops that like to bite him too. And,
1: and ever since then, I've had this well, this love for 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 Chuck. I've always admired him. I've always had a just, just a special place in my heart for Chuck. Uh, I said, you know what? That word Chuck has character.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, hey guys, just want to take a quick pause to give a shout out to some of Teddy's causes. Check him out on Dynamic Striking where you can check out all the fundamentals of boxing. Teddy gives a uh, tutorial on all the different types of punches, jabs, uppercuts, hooks, etc. It's incredibly thorough and uh, covers all the fundamentals of boxing. You can also te- check out Teddy's uh, clothing collection in conjunction, a collaboration with Box Raw, the 36th collection at boxraw.com. You can also check out Teddy's Audible book on audio, Audible.com, Atlas, From the Streets to the Ring. It's an awesome book. I've listened to it multiple times while I run. I think you guys will really enjoy it. And if you'd like to receive a personalized message from Teddy, hit him up on Cameo. Go to Cameo.com, search Teddy Atlas, and Teddy will be happy to send you a personalized message of support, encouragement, etc., etc. Thanks. Speaking of Speaking of character, you know who has a lot of character? Jared Cannonier. Yeah, he does. After getting, after getting in tough with uh, Derek Brunson, and uh, Derek Brunson was a rag him a bit on the wrestling game. Jared eventually caught up with him and stopped him. My God, what a uh, what a fight that was! I thought it was one way traffic in the beginning. It was, you know, even even the commentators were like, "Oh, this just seems inevitable." Brunson's just going to wear him down with wrestling, wear him down. And credit to Cannonier, he just man, we say it every week, but these guys are so tough, so resilient. He hung in there, taking a pummeling. Comes back and stops him, gets the win. Great win for Jared Cannonier. Then he told Dana, "Look at me, Dana. I want your attention. I want the next title shot." And he has a good argument to make that he has a good, he has a lot of ground to stand on, or sturdy ground to stand on to make that claim to get um Izzy next, who also looked awesome. But how'd you like that fight?
1: Yeah, it was great. Uh, listen, anytime you see somebody come back and show that kind of you know perseverance and kind of grit and gut. I mean that's what life's all about, coming back, right? And you know, not giving up, not giving in. That's what these guys are all about. That's what these guys stand for. That's why so many people love watching them. So, uh, yeah, Brunson had a, been on a four-fight win streak too, I believe. If I'm if I'm writing about that, <clears throat> going into that, and he's a guy that likes to get you, you know, his forte, his strength is to get you on the on the ground, get you on the mat, and um.
0: He got. You're right, he's got four four wins in a row at least. Yeah,
1: he got to where he wanted, you know, geography-wise, as I always speak about, to use his skills, you know. He got on the inside, he got kind of near uh, to the floor, to the mat, and at the end of the round, it looked like he was really close to submitting him.
0: Yeah, sorry, he had five wins in a row, Teddy.
1: Five wins, wow, he, Even yeah, I knew he was on a win streak. The
0: last loss he had was to Adesanya by, by KO back in uh, 2018.
1: Well, he, he he, comes in, obviously, in a confident way, and he gets to where, as I said, to his strength. He gets kind of near where he wants him. And there's an old saying, you know that old saying, be careful you don't get what you wish for. And that's what I thought of, to be honest, because he spent so much petrol, so much gas, at the end of that round, Ken, you know, trying to submit him because he had him where he wanted him trying to submit Katania that I think that he blew a gasket because in the second round, he looked tired. He looked like that yeah. took a oh, lot sure. out of him. And mentally f- he looked a little discouraged to be honest.
0: And which is surprising because that's his style. I, I, I thought that I that you. was what Brunson wanted to do. Well, and he, that's
1: what I said. It was his forte. That's, i mean you know he it's his strength i mean that's he got him like i said to the geography of the of the ring that he wanted of the cage that he wanted on the floor where he had the best chance to win and he doesn't pull it off he uses a lot of energy and then to the credit of Catania, he was like a wolf smelling blood in the air you know because you can smell this stuff you can sense it. it's called body language you know you, you 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 feel it and you could see that Cannonier understood that and he made some adjustments because he started counter punching he started because Brunson reaches in; they were both reaching a little bit but Brunson when he looks to shoot for your legs he reaches a little bit and To the credit of Kanania, and I always talk about these guys, they got to give more credit for their uh, cerebralness, another word I just made up, I think. Um, But it's okay, because I think everyone understands what I'm saying. I always talk about they're all tough. They're all tough, all these guys. But the ones that are smarter separate themselves. They become tougher. And Kanania separated himself in that second round. He started... He started to counter uh, Brunson and doing a good job with that. And then Brunson gets on the inside, in close. And as I said, I think he's fatigued. I think he's mentally fatigued too, not only physically. And he gets inside and he makes a no-no, a big no-no. He stands straight up. You don't get inside. I always tell my guys, you get in close, get small. He gets tall. And he's, he doesn't really put his hands on him and take him to the mat. Maybe because he's fatigued. And as he's standing tall, what happens? He gets cracked an elbow. He gets, he gets cracked a, a really clean shot. And Cananea showed really tremendous finishing uh, instincts. He, he really did. The way he went after him and, and finished him. Uh, and again... You're in close, you're a grappler, you're a jiu-jitsu guy, you're a wrestler, whatever it is, but your forte is to get to the floor. Well, get low, and get to the floor. Don't stand straight. And he stood straight and got caught that shot. and And then, as I said, Kadair kind of really again showed tremendous finishing uh, abilities, uh, and he got him out of there. and he he earned the shot, as you said. And as he said himself, he represents himself very well, uh speaking. Uh hey, give me Izzy next. And I, I I would believe he's got a good chance to get that.
0: Yeah. Great comeback win. Just a great comeback win. Yeah, very good. Congratulations to Jared Cannonier. Uh next up was uh a fight I was as excited about as the main event, uh tied to Ivasa from Australia taking on the black beast Derek Lewis. You knew this one was gonna be uh, high energy and lots of bombs being thrown. And my God, it! Speaking of perseverance, I thought Derek was about to get um, Ty out of there at one point, and that guy just Ty put his head down, started coming back, firing shots. Eventually, got him in tight. With a short little elbow and like a gigantic uh, oak tree, down goes Frazier. Or in this case, down goes Lewis. And uh, Derek Lewis face plants in the in the ring. And credit to Tai Tuivasa for not jumping on him and continuing the pummeling like we've seen people do in the past, almost out of instinct. But uh, he didn't give him any finishing shots. Thank God. Hopefully, we see Derek Lewis back in the act, back in the ring again, and hopefully he's okay. Seems like a really nice guy. And a big win for Tai Tuivasa. Uh, how'd you like that one? Well,
1: Lewis, you know, you know what you're going to get. I mean, it's like <laughs> you're getting a knockout one side of the aisle or the other. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, either, <laughs> either he's going or you're going. You know, really, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of his attitude. That's his thing. That's his style. And, of course, he's got that power. He's, yeah, as I always talk about when I always did the ESPN shows, I would say punches are born. they not made. And that's what you were dealing with. Um, I... I had tweeted uh, before this, uh, you know, another thing that I used to have a habit of saying when I thought a fight could end at any moment, uh, I tweeted, and I was tweeting like crazy that night again, you know. <laughs> and, and I saw you were a I wanna They thank, had
0: you on the broadcast.
1: Yeah, they did. It was excellent. I want to thank Ian, uh, uh, Rob's guy. He, he's a good guy. He's a special guy. And Rob went out to dinner. Uh I finally released him that he uh you know, he could go <laughs> to dinner with his new beautiful wife. Uh he always is there doing the tweets for us. And Ian filled in for him and again had his hands full dealing with me. <laughs> I had his hands full <laughs> but, he did, but he, he's great and I want to thank him and I know he watches the show so thank you but the thing I tweeted out right before that fight was
0: that's I- Ian, Ian Mackey and yeah. he used to run Stanford's, uh, Stanford University's social media channel so he's a, uh, an industry expert as they say
1: and he needs every bit of that expertise to deal with Teddy Atlas <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's all brought to the forefront it's all you you know what's
0: funny about that Teddy when people always ask me hey you watching the fights tonight and they know i have the show i'm almost like are you going to work tuesday morning or wednesday or thursday of course i'm watching the fights what are you talking about (laughs)
1: yeah of course (laughs) of course but uh so i tweeted just before the fight that hey don't go to the refrigerator (laughs) yeah you know because that's that's kind of captain obvious right i'm being captain obvious (laughs) but i'm saying it in my own in my own way and uh as you said first round it's all lose you know, and uh, Tuvasa survived just for two reasons. One, his beard, his chin. He's got a tremendous chin. And his heart.
0: Tai Tuivasa's head is a cinder block. Yeah. Derek Lewis punched him on his huh. head and in his face so many times with clean, sp- full force shots at one point when hands. he had him up against the cage i was like how is this head absorbing this what's it made out of because Derek lewis knocks everybody out he, and he knocked uh, him silly a couple of times but tied to Iwasa, this is like
1: well, his head's attached to his heart because he's he's uh, a, oh, he's a warrior
0: you know deserves he, he, every, every every ounce of respect I mean, all and those credit. guys
1: are warriors he literally comes from an area in the world where they're prided as warriors uh, you know being brought yep. up as warriors and behaving like warriors and um
0: not only that teddy after those guys from oz in new zealand with izzy and and ty and those guys i don't even think they can get back in their country like they're 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 indefinitely from what i understand from uh, one of the interviews izzy did that they don't know when they can get back in Or oh, it was sorry gene Behrman, eugene the, the, the trainer, trainer was saying yeah. we don't know a date the ufc had to find us housing here because by taking the fight the prime minister in New Zealand, and I think maybe Oz, they have a travel ban that you can't get back in, even with their, you know, they had um, their quarantine rules. We had to go to a government mandated hotel. You had to stay in the room 14 days by yourself. Like, that's no minor feat. And And to have these guys come over and then have to go through that just to get home is 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 a lot of effort and I think that now those guys are all stuck in the in the US which if they want to be here great but if you want to go home to your family that's got to be a bit of a drag especially if you come over and lose and then you got to stuck here thankfully they both won but uh yeah that's another wrinkle to the to the to the equation that has to be considered in the psychological part of the build up yeah i'm going to be stuck in this country for a few months yeah
1: in other words it's called you better be committed and um yes and these guys are damn committed Committed to their code of behavior, too, uh, which For was sure. on display again by Tavasa And I tweeted right after that first round, uh, thanks to Ian, uh, that, you know what? This is going to be very interesting. <laughs> because even though he dominated, Louis dominated, this this uh, Tuvasa, with his heart and grit, what he just put on display and now he's there for this to answer the bell for the second where most people wouldn't be this is going to be interesting and you know what mm-hmm. it sure as hell was it sure as hell was and uh you know because of that and again, I'm gonna go back to what I say about separating these guys where they're all tough, but then when one guy's a little technically smarter, a little bit he becomes tougher. That happened in it in this fight with Tuvasa. Uh Tversa. How am I pronouncing Tuiv Tu
0: Tai Tuivasa?
1: Tuivasa. Because Tuivasa showed exactly what I talk about with that because in the second round His toughness got him there, no doubt about it. But his intelligence won it for him because what did he do? He made an adjustment. A lot of people might not have noticed that. They saw two big guys slugging it out. Not quite. Two of us uh, started countering in between the big shots of Lewis, in between his reckless aggression. I'll say it again, his reckless aggression. And he was catching them in between, and that's how he hurt him that's how he hurt him and then to finish it off he goes and hits him with a elbow a clean elbow that puts the lights out for loose can you imagine a guy that big it's one thing to get hit with his fist that's that's not good that's that's bad but then you go and get hit with his elbow oh that's that's worse (laughs) that's worse than bad you know that that's worse than bad I mean that's worse than putting the lights out. That's that's like having an electric, uh, just tearing the electric out of your walls. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> that's not just hitting the light switch. <laughs> you
0: know. And I mean, he Teddy, he went down face plant, no hands up, straight down on his face. Man, the guy, two hundred and sixty six pounds. He has to cut weight to make the heavyweight limit of two sixty five.
1: He yeah, I mean he um, he really showed me something. I. I like this guy, Tua uh, uh and I wanted to say this, that, yeah, you know, he's crude looking, you know, he is, but he's more than that, and I hope I did it justice to give a little bit of a, a window into that, he's more than that, I looked at him, and at the end of the night, during the night, I said, this guy is, yeah, he's a crude looking dude, but which a lot of these big guys are. Uh, but he's there's something else to this guy, and he just displayed it. He just displayed it. He's an interesting guy.
0: You know who else was crude a little bit like Ty, but when it came time to throw hands, he looked as slick as anyone, is uh, Andy Ruiz. When he beat Anthony Joshua no, coming into the ring, you'd look at him like Ty. you no, he like, can what fight. Is this? No, How's
1: Andy Ruiz could fight. No, he He can move fight. his hands like us. You know, I I weights. used to always say on ESPN, there was there's something about this that I wanted to follow. I wanted to do like a, um, a research on it. The, how many big guys, I'll go and say it, fat guys, okay? I, I'm not trying to insult them, but let's get right to the point. Uh, chubby guys. Uh, they all have fast hands. I've seen so many of them. You go back to Tony Tubbs years ago. He won the heavyweight title for about five minutes. You go back to, there's a whole bunch of them, and they all got fast hands. <laughs> and I always tried to think, wow, you know, where's where does that, you know, where's that connect? You know, I made a joke once on ESPN, I said, because you know, at the dinner table, you know, they their hands had to be fast to get the food, and uh, you know, <laughs> that's part of the reason they got the body they got, because they had the fast hands to get the food before anyone, and listen, I'm joking, I'm not trying to, I'm joking, okay, we're, we're all brothers here, and we can have a little joke um, uh, with each other, but A lot of heavy dudes have quick hands. And uh, so when I and Ruiz, of course, definitely had quick or still has quick hands. But the other thing I want to mention after analyzing that fight, Ken, was one thing once again that was kind of shown out about the UFC and why. And again, I know a lot of my, my brothers out there and sisters out there that are boxing fans sometimes think i'm picking on my sport i'm not picking on my sport i'm doing what i've done my whole life i'm pointing out what i believe to be true and the ufc and you know it it showed once again why they're outdrawn boxing you know on a regular basis for weekly regular consistent shows is that they have very few boring shows. <laughs> what's the last time you saw... I know you get them, but what's the last time that you've seen a boring UFC... F- I can't think of it. And maybe, maybe Derek I Lewis, could. Derek, Derek Lewis, Lewis and, and, and Francis Ngannou. B- and Ngannou. And, and, and Perfect. That's it. How many years ago was that?
0: <laughs> Five. Yeah. So They tortured him for it afterwards. You'll never see either one of them put on a boring fight again. And, <laughs> and, and here's another one. And,
1: and here's another one that I'd love to research. How often does the underdog win? A lot. A lot. A a lot. A lot more than it does in boxing.
0: For sure.
1: So that's just, I just had to say that, uh, you know, I also, um, I tweeted after this fight, this is going to lead us into the main event, but I tweeted after the fight, Ken, that upsets were in the air, and could it, could it also linger over, and, to the main event, and you know what? Yep. It almost did. It almost yep. did. Go ahead, Certainly take it did. from there,
0: kid. Cred- Credit to Bobby Knuckles coming back after the first knockout defeat. <clears throat> you called it. You said it was going over in the first round. I thought, oh my god, this is going to be an early night for Izzy. Dropped Bob Bobby Whitaker with a, uh, i, I want to say with a jab, but I don't remember exactly the punch. But he dropped him. Yeah, I purposely stepped back, took his time, didn't want to rush in and get reckless, and then they just slugged it out in a technical stand-up battle for most of the fight. Bobby kept trying to take it to the ground. Izzy showed great defense, and, and Izzy showed incredible resilience to keep getting up, but Robert Whitaker did take him down multiple times. Credit to Robert Whitaker, but once he had him down, he could do very little with him. Izzy's so athletic and 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 strong, um, especially after that Jan Blachowicz fight. I think Bobby Whitaker probably saw some opportunities there to get advantage on the canvas but Jan Blahovic is uh, 205 and Bobby Whitaker is 185 and that was a big reason why he was able to dominate Izzy on the ground I think the size discrepancy nevertheless very technical fight two of the best in the class I think these guys are by far one and two the the gap between one and two and number three I think is pretty sizable but um I'm dying to hear your analysis because the stand-up here was really good and they both look very technical and they both had really good moments at times so how'd you like it?
1: I loved it. It was a high-intensity chess match. It was a high-risk chess match. That's what it was. It wasn't Rock'em Sock'em Robots. It was It was really uh, a lot of strategy, a lot of control, a lot of patience, uh, a lot of walking the tightrope over that dangerous place where, you know, Whitaker knew if he went a little too much, he could get caught. And he was very contained. He had to be. He had to be. And if you listen to our podcast that you just touched on last week when we broke this fight down, going into it, and if you watched watched our our, uh, companion, our fight companion, where we broke down the first Whitaker-Adesanya fight and we broke it down about 20-25 minutes and we we went over everything that was happening in that fight and that you might not have realized or been completely you know cognizant of and we pointed it out and pointed out what had to change what he did good, what they did wrong, you know, he being Whitaker for the most part, he lost the fight but if you had watched that you would have went and ran to my bookie, and I don't get them right all the time, but this one we got right. You would have ran and you would have bet the over because of what you would have saw because we pointed it right out. It was visual. It was right there to see. And you might have even put, you might have even put a peanut on we're going to win because I had said this fight's going to really be close. People don't they think it's not, but it's going to be close, It's going to be competitive, and it's going to go the distance. And the reason for that, Ken, was a couple. A, in their first fight, Whitaker, I didn't think it was 100%. I don't know if he could have been 100% physically. I mean, he was okay physically. But he had gone through that whole year where he had a lot of problems. He had a serious stomach issue where he got surgery. Uh, He had a serious... um, Serious situation uh, where he had an infection Uh, for the whole year. He he was laid up dealing with that, and then he goes into the into that, and he defends his title against the interim champ Izzy at that point. And I had pointed out during the while we were watching the Fight Companion. I had pointed out not only was he physically maybe compromised, maybe, but definitely I felt as a trainer he had to be mentally compromised because how can you go into a fight the toughest of your career at that time, knowing that you've been sick before this, knowing that you dealt with the surgery, knowing that you dealt with all that, and you're going into this fight, how can you be 100% confident or mentally the way that you normally are? I, I don't see how. So I took all that information in my mind and I said, this fight's going to freaking... And one other thing, not only is this fight going to be tough, I'm watching it and I really got to be honest. I had the impression because he got knocked out in the second round, got dropped at the end of the first, got knocked out in the second round, he being Whitaker, of course. I had the impression, and I was wrong, that it was a non-competitive fight. And then when I'm watching it with, with you... And with the fans, I'm like, and I'm very honest about it. I said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is far from what I remember. This is a tough, close, competitive fight. And and other than the knockdowns, this fight was really Competitive. He had his moments with a gun. And those moments was when he didn't get reckless, when he didn't just throw it. Maybe that's because he was a little desperate, thinking he needed to do that, coming off the surgery and everything else. Maybe, maybe. But he was... When he wasn't reckless, when he wasn't just throwing bombs from a little too far away or reaching to get in, when he was using a jab, I made note of that. I said, whoa, he's landing that jab. That's how... That's what he's got to do in the second fight. He had success. He better remember that. that. That's the ticket to victory, to an upset, to use that jab, not to look for the big power punches. Use the jab to safely get in without leaving yourself exposed. That's what you got to do. And the main thing is two things you had to erase. And I, and I would say to you, if, if Whitaker's watching this right now that we're doing And maybe he already understands that with his, obviously with his very good trainers that he has. But two things. One, don't reach in. Don't reach in because he got caught at the end of this first round reaching in. And number two, don't get greedy. With this guy with his quick hands and his counter-punching instincts that are phenomenal, you know, Izzy, don't get greedy. Don't throw three or four or five punches from the middle know what you have time to throw and then get the hell out of dodge. In other words, don't stay there throwing too many because he'll catch you in between those. And that's how he got knocked out. He got knocked out yeah. because he threw three punches. If he eliminated that third punch and just moved his head and then reset for more punches, he wouldn't have got knocked out in that fight. He, would, he wouldn't have got caught there as he did in the second round. And that was the fight plan. For me, and I even tweeted it. Use your jab. Don't reach. Obviously, avoid mistakes, right? We uh, we all want to avoid mistakes, but avoid those mistakes, the two that I just talked about, and give some leg kicks, maybe to take the legs away from the great Izzy who uses that ring and uses his legs so well. The funny thing was Izzy was doing the leg kicking. You know, uh, Whitaker did a little bit, but, but Izzy was doing the leg kicking. But be contained, be patient, be under control, right? And that's what he did, and it was brilliant and here it is it wasn't quite appreciated enough because he was in there with such a great fighter like the first round he loses obviously he gets dropped Izzy he was great he he throws the right punch right down the middle right down the middle and drops him hurts him uh and and that's part of his talent not only that he's got quick hands and he controls range and he uses his legs so well but he's he he's calm. He sees everything. And he sees the right punch to throw. Great fighters see the right punch to throw at the right time. He saw an opportunity to split the guard. Bang. I mean as true as an arrow, as straight as an arrow, right down the middle. And and he and what happens? Now maybe mentally, maybe. I'm just putting the scenarios out there from a trainer's perspective after 50 years in the business of fighting. Maybe he gets a little mental letdown, is he? Because he knocked him out there first fight. Now what does he do? He's a big favorite. He goes in there in the first round, drops him. Maybe. I'm not saying he did. I'm making no excuses for anybody. I'm doing my job. I'm analyzing that that's a possibility. Whatever it is, to the credit of Whitaker, he stays with his plan. He goes in the second round, and the second round, I'll be damned. That's a close round. I gave it to Izzy, but that's a close round. Why? Because he starts using his jab. He starts landing his jab in spots. And when you're in there with a faster guy, what do you do? If you know what you're doing, what you do, and you're with a good trainer. Time him. You time him, Ken. Timing negates speed. And he starts timing him. He doesn't just go out there flailing away, which would have been his end. (laughs) It would have been his end. It would have. It would have worked right into what Izzy wanted. But instead, he starts using the jab and he times. Izzy got too close thrown his jab. Bang, he timed him coming in. You know, he started time. And here's another thing. When you have, sometimes when you have great, great, great special talent, God-given talent like Izzy does and, and hard work to develop it. Don't, don't get me wrong. But when you have that, sometimes it can be a curse. Uh, a lot of people are probably, their ears are tweaking now. What do you mean, Ted? Well, sometimes it can hurt you because when you have the reflexes, I, I only know a couple guys that were that way in boxing Roy Jones, Muhammad Ali, <laughs> where they could do things wrong and make it right, where they could break, the, break what's supposed to be the rules in boxing, striking, if you will. Uh, They pull back from punches. They do things that they drop their hands. All the things you're not supposed to... They get away with it because they have reflexes unlike somebody else. They have a sense of anticipation, unlike most people. They have quickness, unlike most people. And they they can get away with that. And they don't rely on their technique. They rely on those great abilities those rare abilities. And sometimes when you rely on that and not technique, you can get burnt. You can get burnt. Muhammad Ali, when he pulled back on his way up, the great Muhammad Ali, Henry Cooper, dropped him a left hook, pulled him back. Uh, Of course, in the fight of the century, when he fought Joe Frazier the first time, he got dropped, Ali, gets dropped in the 15th round, pulled him back from a left hook. And let me tell you something. As I mentioned in this fight, that was a great fight. That was a close fight, a lot closer than Ali got credit for in that fight. <laughs> don't worry, don't feel bad, because he got plenty of credit later <laughs> in his career. But he, he, that was an extraordinary feat because he had been off. He had been off from boxing, you know, suspended because he refused to go into the army during the Vietnam War. He was off for three and a half years. He comes back, he has two tune-up fights against really good guys. Tune-up, I have to laugh to call him tune-up. Oscar Bonavina and Jerry Quarry (laughs) tune-ups? I mean, they would be top ten fighters today, except uh, I know someone some hater out there. Oh, they're too small. All right, all right, I urge you. I urge you. All right, don't get your underwear twisted, which it probably got twisted already, you know, down in that basement, you know. I hope it's not cold down there. I hope you at least got a blanket wrapped around you down in that basement in your grandma's house. But getting back, I regress. Uh he Ali was extraordinary in that in that fight. And It was a lot, lot closer than people, I think, really at first thought. But the point is, even the great Ali, the great Roy Jones, their reflexes betrayed them sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes they did when they got older or when they got timed. And to that point, Whitaker started timing him with left hooks as he pulled back. And he landed some, timing him with jabs, timing him with left hooks. And then what else did he do? Well, the main thing is what he didn't do, Ken. That's the key here. He didn't get anxious. He didn't get careless. He didn't get sloppy. He stayed contain. He stayed controlled. And he stayed to that game plan. The one we talked about that he would need when we did the fight companion. If he was going to pull off this huge upset that it would have been. And he came damn close. And he, the thing, and then he even got the geography he needed to get to his strength, which of course is to being on the mat, being on the floor. And, well, one of his strengths. And he gets there. And,. Is he can't be given enough credit for his escapability. He's like John Elway was. Remember John Elway, the great quarterback? You know, everyone talks about these other guys, these Johnny come lately, and they're all great. But that John Elway, what escapability he had. Or Fran Tarkington, if you go back far enough. And now you got these great guys today. The the you know, what's his name? The quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh oh he's Lamar Jackson oh yeah him and, and, and the and the kid who I love from Arizona plays for Arizona Tyler Murray oh I mean the escapability these guys have well Izzy's got that escapability from the takedowns and, and he's worked very hard him and Eugene yep. and his other coach, <laughs> coaches it doesn't happen by accident I mean tremendous and that had to be good because if that wasn't good he would have lost and Because Whitaker got the geography he wanted, where he mounted, he was able to mount and get a takedown. Uh, I believe he got a takedown, but I know he definitely got the mount. Uh, And that made the fight tighter. And I think it was closer than people perceived. I'll tell you why. Izzy is so good at controlling range and using his legs, Ken, where (laughs) he's got great ring generalship. You've heard that word before. He he puts meaning and definition to what ring generalship is supposed to mean. When people say, Oh, you gotta have ring generalship, it's part of the criterion to you know, to scoring, to winning a fight. And he controls the ring so well. He controls range, distance, space so well that sometimes he just gives the presence. And the look that he's in charge, which he is, but that he's really in charge, you forget about what the other guy might be doing. And, And you just say, no, this is Izzy, this is Izzy, this is Izzy. Now, look, I gave it to Izzy. Part of it, again, we always try to be really, really transparent and honest. Part of it is my heart was there a little bit because I like him. Because we know him. I'm not saying the other guy I wouldn't like, but I don't know him. He's been on our show, him and Eugene. I, I like him. I think he's a special fighter and a special person. Uh, he stands up for his convictions, he stands up for his friends. Uh, God, I'm thinking about that terrible tragedy where one of his uh, stablemates uh, got killed uh, by these cowards that uh, are senseless. That sucker went up behind them and they. They do that like it's a sport or something, in, in some places. Disgusting. Some places in this world that I that I just I don't understand. I don't understand like how how do we get here? How did we get here? But he stood up for his friend and didn't forget his friend, who wasn't a big name. He was a guy that was one of his gym mates. He was one of his sparring partners. But he had a chance to have a real future, and he stood up for him. So he's got character. Izzy and so part of it was me favorite Izzy no doubt about it but I still I thought he won but I thought it was very close I thought it was closer than people realized it was I really and for the reason I just said and I'll throw one other reason in there Ken for the reason that it's Izzy it's Adesanya you know the 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 guy who's gotten to greatness the guy who who's a star You know what I mean? You don't just take the star's title that easy. And I'll finish with this. The one thing, and I can't even knock Whitaker for it. I can't. But if you want to knock him, and I can't. I thought he was brilliant. (laughs) But the one thing, and I thought Izzy's talent was on display as brilliant. But the one thing that made a difference was that maybe with all that I just finished saying, where Whitaker knew he had to fight a contained, patient, (laughs) controlled, strategy fight, to the T, couldn't make mistakes, that he was so concentrated on not making mistakes and being contained that it allowed him to survive, it allowed him to be in a fight, to have a chance, but it might have kept him from winning. Because he might have had to take a little more risk, a little more chance to actually win. In other words, a little more offense. Where I thought, for me, maybe when he was jabbing and landing, he should have added the right hand. You know, I always talk about you use the jab to set the table, then you got to go eat with the right hand. He didn't really eat. He set the table a lot, but he didn't eat and then the other thing is and i'm never going to take credit for it i took credit for what i know and what i said and what i felt and what came out of these eyes not someone else's but the commentators uh sonnet and the other guys that were working that night i'm trying to remember um
0: not sonnet it was uh michael bisbing um uh, john Annick who's excellent boston guy yeah. no surprise uh bisbing and um Daniel Cormier, the great DC. They
1: did a great job, and they, not me, I pointed out what I pointed out, but they pointed out that when he got the bounce, when he got to the areas that's in their expertise, not mine, he should have maybe done a little more with it. I know it's hard when you have a guy who's got that great ability to escape. I already made that point, but that he should have done kind of like what I'm saying in my world with the jam, that I wanna see the right hand after you set the table. They wanted to see after he did all that work and he got to geography and he got the mount that he should have took it a little further. A little further and maybe would have gotten the points that he needed to get to get more than a competitive fight, but to get a win. To actually put a bow on it and get him win. But it was that's how I saw it, Ken. It was magnificent high class chess and uh it was a lot closer again a lot and i know i repeated myself but it deserves it it was a lot closer i think than maybe some people thought
0: and the friend's name was foul Vaca. he was a member of the or uh, um City kickboxing in New Zealand, Gene Behrman, Izzy, uh, partners with uh, Alex Volkanovsky, the whole crew down there, New Zealand and Oz, I think of them as one in the same at times when it comes to the fighters. Um, but not only that, Izzy was at the arena hours early because his friend was on the second fight of the night. Uh, the kid, A kid from Zimbabwe, his actual real name is Blood Diamond. And Blood Diamond was a kickboxer, not a lot of ground skills. And um, they put him in tough, as the UFC always does, against Jeremiah Wells, young wrestler. And uh, Jeremiah Wells got him down on the ground. And once he had him on the ground, he never let him up. He choked him out. But uh, it was just interesting to see Izzy there hours early see in the that, locker room I'm interrupt uh, you. to support that, his to friend. To the
1: point. I'm glad you brought that up. To the point that I'm saying why we like him. Uh, why I yeah, say course, his character, he, his selflessness where he would go and risk himself a little bit by being there that early to support his, you know, his teammate.
0: Yeah. He also told us a story when he was on the show that he went to take a fight in China and uh, the promoter stiffed him and didn't pay him. And the trainer had said to him, Oh, when we get paid, I'm going to buy my son like an Xbox or something. And, the, the trainer never paid Izzy, and Izzy said, I was broke at the time. I think he might even have been living at the gym, like real broke. And he went out and bought the kid an Xbox because he goes, you know, you, you showed up and uh, actually bought it for Gene, Gene Behrman's kid. And he said, no, you, you, you did your part. I can't help that the promoters did it. But Gene, being the guy that he is, made him return it and put money back on his credit card. So they're just a good crew. That's you can it. tell they're a family. They really, it. really, really look out for each other. I
1: just spent a half hour, maybe a little less, Talking about his physical strengths, right? His mental strength, everything. About his quickness, his sense of anticipation, his reflexes, right? Uh, his timing, all that stuff. But that, that, my friend, is the greatest strength. The strength of character. The, For st- sure. the strength to think of others other than just yourself. That makes you strong. That's real mm-hmm. strong. That's like a lot of the old times. That's country strong. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? That's country strong. Yep. That, that ain't just strong because you go to a gym and you pick up some weights and you start doing this stuff. You know, that, no, no, no. That,
0: that's the easy strength. That's yeah. available to anyone who wants to sweat a little. The character is something that really actually takes mental fortitude and it makes you feel uncomfortable at times, but you do the right thing anyway. And speaking of the right thing, Teddy... I gotta give a special shout out to the guys at Athletic Greens. They've taken care of me through this surgery. They've gotten me through two bouts of COVID. Athletic Greens been there with me every step of the way. They've been one of our best sponsors. We love these guys. The fans have been responding too. I know that they love working with us because we move a lot of product for wait, them. Wait, wait, guys, say one thing.
1: Listen, he loves you. We love you. You guys, you guys are with us. We love. You. But since he Ken has that kind of uh obviously that he's just displayed uh, thought and appreciation for you, call him up and tell him don't freaking run. Even though he's got the Athletic Greens <laughs> for the next three weeks. Don't run, all right?
0: (laughs) Still take your athletic greens because they're good for you even if you don't run. But don't run. (laughs) That's right. That's right, but they help speed up everything, recovery and insurance policy for your immune system. Like I always say, I sound like a broken record, but I'm gonna keep beating the drum for Athletic Greens, and it's not because they sponsor us. Like, I genuinely take it every day. I love it. And uh, shout out to all the people who have purchased it and used the promo code ATLAS at checkout. It helps us a lot. They like working with us as a result, and I like to see people make sure they're getting their uh, vitamins and minerals, probiotics, prebiotics. Athletic Greens did a lot of work to get the Product to to taste and be as effective at taste as good and be effective as it is. They use a ton of whole food sourced ingredients. It, honestly, it ain't cheap to make it. I know these guys well and I know the effort that they put into sourcing these ingredients. So give them a try. Go to athleticgreens.com/slash atlas for ten free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com/slash atlas. Teddy, quick. Uh, well, I had touch one on thing. Boxing. Let me just close off the
1: zizzy fight with a couple real quick things. One. I thought that I think a lot of people probably did. Um I thought that Whitaker uh won the last round. I thought a lot of those rounds were close. Yeah. But I, I but I thought he won the last round or fifth round. And I I also think that he's got a characteristic in his in his personality and you know, in his makeup, um Izzy that is. You know, where He's one of these rare guys, or one of these guys, he's special, but one of these guys that can fights his best when he feels he's threatened. I know that's going to sound maybe funny to some people, but that when his back's against the wall, when he really, really, really feels that he's possibly up against it, I think that brings out the best. And again, I'm making no excuses for anybody here. I don't have to make excuses for. He won the fight. He's a world champion. He's a great. He, he's he's the best striker there is in the UFC. I mean, he reminds people of Anderson Silva. He makes the great Daniel Cormier and 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 Charles Sonnen and Bisbank, Uh, they all uh, they said it, and I think the greatest of all time, in my humble opinion, is Anderson Silva. But that's. And John Jones is out there, so. But that's my humble opinion, and I know that there's, yeah. you know, I I know there's also the guy from Canada, um, uh, George St Pierre. George St Pierre, I I get it, but you gotta have, you gotta pick somebody. For me, it was when I watched Anderson films of Anderson Silva, and then, oh, I mean, and then he what's he do at forty some years old? Even though I know that. Cesar Chavez Jr. is a bit of a wacko. He still had a title, and <laughs> and what does Silva do? He goes and fights him in a boxing match and beats him. I mean, he's a, yep. he's a freaking special guy, too. But is he with all? He's special, and I think again, one of his his temperament. I think it's part of his just his makeup, is that he performs at his highest when he feels a little bit against the wall. And I could see in this fight, because of the slow pace of it, to Whitaker's credit, he got a slow pace. He needed that to stay in the fight. And because of the slow pace of the fight, I could see where Whitaker, or or Izzy, didn't feel endangered. And he was. I think he was endangered. I think it was that close. But I don't think he... I don't think he recognized it i don't think he felt threatened and i think that he's at his best when he has a little bit of that feeling and i and i think that was part of what was going on to make it this high intensity high risk chess match that i called it and the last thing i want to note because i just saw it nobody talked about i don't know it's just silly me i i look at everything just before the fight started, they go to the camera to Izzy and he's down in a crouch. And what was he doing? He was sucking his thumb. <laughs> and and <laughs> That's I, crazy I... I know. Guy. But but you know what it made me... And next time he's on his show, he comes on our show a lot and we love him. Him and Eugene, all of, we love him. He'll be on. He'll be on, I'm sure, very soon. And I want to ask him, is, was that your way of just relaxing yourself and soothing yourself before the you know the calm before the storm and it's is it something connected possibly because i know he's an original guy he makes his stuff up he's i've said it before you know he's like the great who was one of my favorites uh henry armstrong uh louis armstrong i'm thinking of the great fighter he was one of my favorites too but the great louis armstrong on the horn just creating his own notes, or Jimi Hendrix, you know, creating his own strings on a guitar. Izzy has that quality um, of doing that, but I was just wondering, was it possibly something that he had seen and it stayed with him, or did he just do it on his own, whatever? Because it was reminiscent of something that a younger Mike Tyson used to do. A, a lot of you fans out there, you're probably thinking of it, but... Uh, you know, if you have followed, uh, obviously I and Mike Tyson, he used to suck on his thumb a little bit as he was, as he was coming after guys, and it's one of those crazy habits that people develop different habits for different reasons, and for him, I always thought it was something that was like kind of like a security really like yeah. like a secure you're under pressure you're under immense pressure having everything like a security to calm him down to just just a security blanket or a security yeah, I guarantee
0: thump. if you if if you ask the body language expert they'll tell you that the body language tells all the truth it's like a lie detector It can tell you 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 watch someone break down a body language uh analyst break down like an interview when lance armstrong was interviewed by oprah he Slow down the interview You say, okay. See here, he's answering. He's saying no, but he's shaking his head yes. Now look at his body position. He's positioned himself towards the door. He's uncomfortable with the position and he doesn't want to be in there. And when you hear someone who really understands this, you're like, oh my god, I, I, I never even, I never even noticed those things, but. Again, it's like tasting wine with a sommelier. When they're telling you what to look for, you're like, oh, I never really would have noticed that. But when you're talking to an expert and they can highlight all these little nuances and that might be one of them where it's like uh, subconsciously it looks funny and he might be playing it up a little bit, but there may be some truth to that where it's like I'm trying to soothe myself in an uncommon environment. Yeah, that's why I brought
1: it up. And and yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to give you a great compliment. You know, I love to use movies. You know that. Yeah. And, and the yeah. fans like it. At least I think they do. or well, some of them do. I don't pay attention to the ones that don't <laughs> like things that I like. You know what I mean? I, I have a way. Yeah, of course. Like you're talking about subconsciously, what you do. You know, I subconsciously yeah. just remove them. <laughs> I just, yeah. like, 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 poof, you're not there. <laughs> poof, he's gone. They're gone. They're not there no more. So I was just thinking of this movie with uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, uh, From years ago, analyze this. Uh, I was thinking when you were going over what I said, and you were just saying it. I was you, you, you're good, you, 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 you. you, Hey, you, you're good, you, you're good, you. And the other one, the other one, when we were talking about, you were just mentioning. What was it you just mentioned about?
0: it's like a lie detector a body language tells all the Uh, truth yeah there it is
1: I wanted that I wanted you to remind me of that because that made me think of another great movie with a great actor Denzel Washington one of my favorite movies he's in a lot of my favorite movies to be quite frank but this one was Man on Fire one of my favorites if you guys haven't seen it go see it really go see it talk about uh, anyway uh, talk about selflessness care about somebody else inner strength all that stuff uh it was it was on display and i i loved the part he used to carry around uh a bullet in his wallet and then he's telling a guy who uh was a the opposite of everything we're talking about a guy who was uh the father of the daughter that denzel washington was a bodyguard for and protecting and he was the opposite of Strong character, selflessness, loyalty, all of that. So Denzel says to him, takes the bullet out, and says, "Here, use it. And a bullet never, a bullet never lies. <laughs> a bullet always tells the truth. Uh, try it. It didn't work for me, but try it. It might work for you. And that was that was the scene." Just re- relating to what you know, the words that you had just said, um, a bullet never lies, <laughs> and and that a bullet a bullet tells the truth, and that scene from that movie. Yep, but.
0: Well, before I let you go, I want to get your thoughts on uh, there was a boxing match over the weekend. Danny Jacobs went over to the U.K. and fought John, fought an aging John Ryder. Two older guys, not a lot of hype behind this fight. Neither of us even knew it was taking place. We're talking about it after the fact. But Danny went over there to fight John Ryder, um, lost a split decision. Two judges had it 15-13 for Ryder. One judge had it 15-13 for Jacobs. Ironically, I think the Brit judge had it for Jacobs. The American had it for um, for Ryder. And uh, I think the third judge was from Monaco, if I'm not mistaken, who had it for um, Ryder. I may be wrong with that. But the bottom line is two older guys as boxing fans, I didn't even know they were fighting, so I don't think that they did a great job promoting it, to say the least. And from what I read and from what I hear, I talked to uh, my friend Ben Anderson from fight Ve- the reporter from Vice News, who you know very well. He came and watched the show a couple times well, when we recorded. He was over there at the fight, and he told me, um, you know, Danny almost looked like uninterested. It looked like apparently Danny won the first half of the fight pretty easily, and then Ryder came back, fought back, and obviously won just one more round than Danny, but uh, you know, I don't know. Danny, he, he- we got huge money to fight Canelo and uh, Triple G, both fights both fights that he lost. And it looks like John Ryder, they've been feeding him to, like, young up-and-coming prospects. I think his last four or five opponents had, like, maybe each guy had one loss. Some of them were undefeated, and he keeps knocking them off. And uh, John Ryder gets a win over an aging Danny Jacobs, who apparently looked very uninterested in the back half of the fight. Um, I, know you, I, I know you haven't seen the fight, but just curious what you thought of the uh, news and the um the things, the 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 points that we do know.
1: Yeah, no. Again, very clear. Did not did not watch the fight. Uh, didn't even. Again, we're always honest. Didn't even know it was on. Uh, Danny Jacobs is thirty five years old. That has to be part of the uh, conversation when you're talking about this now. I think uh, his opponent was thirty three years old, and. You know, Jacob's best work was obviously everyone's best work is when they're younger. Not everyone. The great Jersey Joe Walcott, Ezra, Charles, those guys. uh, George Foreman. George George Foreman, my man. Um, They they did pretty damn good work when they were older. Uh, Archie Moore, (laughs) pretty damn good work when they were older. But anyway, for the most part, uh, especially nowadays, you do most of your work. Better work, finer work. When you're younger, he's 35 years old now. His opponent was 33. Then he did his best work as a middleweight. He's now, I believe, his fight was at super middleweight, which you know is not yep. not that far off, but it it's still a little different. And uh, you know, he goes over there, he fights. He's made a lot of money. God bless him. He's uh, he has uh, he's he's done really well. He should be secure. You would hope. Uh, Financial. Oh yeah, he's
0: living in a mansion down in Atlanta. Ben Anderson told me he's got a crazy spread. He's got plenty of money. He manages his money well. A smart guy.
1: Yeah. So listen, God bless him. He should hopefully he'll, he'll keep that money and he'll live a good life and enjoy the the spoils of victory, the spoils of his hard work in a very hard business, a very difficult business, very dangerous business. Um, and we get reminded of that unfortunately, sometimes, when we wish we didn't. Uh, but a very serious business. But it sounds... It's good to hear that the American voted <laughs> for the for the Brit and that the Brit judge voted for the American because it erases a little bit, or at least it makes you feel a little more comfortable. And again, I didn't see the fight. But a little more comfortable that it wasn't a robbery. Uh, that's So that's number one. It sounds... On first blush, from just taking in the info that I'm taking in, listening to everything, like simply one of the simplest sayings in the world, that Ryder was just hungrier. That it just sounds like that fits. And again, I'm full disclosure. I haven't seen a fight. Maybe I have a different opinion, but I'm being honest. I'm using what I have. And from the info, the intel that I have, it seems like it fits into that square. You know what I mean, Ken? It it seems like it it fits into that into that. That maybe the other guy coming on late, you know, obviously hasn't had the success uh as Jacobs has financially or you know or in any other way as far as you know, accomplishments uh, as high as Danny's had in the sport. It just sounds like maybe he was a little hungrier. Danny's 35 years old. He went over there. I'm not saying he went over just for the payday, but it just sounds like the other guy was a little hungrier. And the other guy has fought some, you know, some good caliber guys. I mean, you t- touched on it, but, you know, he lost to Callum Smith uh, for the world title for the WBA. So he's been there. You know, he, he had, he's lost. But this was his chance not to lose. <laughs> this was his redemption. This was his moment. Uh, and it was the right moment. He lost to Callum Smith. Um, he, he lost, uh, as I said, for the WBA Super Middleweight title in 2019. Uh, he lost his split decision to Rocky Fielding. Uh, so, again, he, he lost. He also lost. A unanimous decision to former world champion, Billy Joe Saunders. So he's been in there with guys where, you know, it's not like he didn't belong. It's not like, you know, when he got in the ring, he was going to melt because he'd never been in with this kind of names or this kind of, you know, competition or this kind of uh, light on him. So he got his moment. He's got his moment. Congratulations. Congratulations to him. And congratulations to Danny Jacobs. I don't know if he's going to call it quits now, but congratulations to him on a tremendous career.
0: Yeah, I got to imagine that when he signed the deal with The Zone to get the Triple G and Canelo fights, I would imagine, like... um What's the light heavyweight who lost to uh, Canelo, um, the Russian, um, Kovalev? It was probably, you know, Danny probably had another fight left on the deal because on paper, none of this makes sense. you go going to fight John Ryder. No offense to John Ryder, but Danny Jacobs been in with Canelo and Triple G. Not, and then John Ryder. It's like, what's wrong with this picture? What I would imagine is it was a multi-fight deal and he probably had a few million left for, per fight and they threw him over there in, in England with John Ryder. So I'm sure Danny got paid handsomely to do it. But, you know... That's a guy Danny Jacobs should beat, and uh, like you said, hopefully he can uh, shut it down if that's what he wants to do, and enjoy the spoils of his of victory, and in particular all that dough he's made, and uh, move on to the next chapter in life. He's a he's an excellent spokesperson. He's uh intelligent well, guy. Well, he he's a cancer survivor, so
1: that's great. He's a yep. cancer. Yeah, he's so a good he, person. He reminds people that you can overcome anything in life. You know, if you have the heart and the will to do it. He overcame cancer. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you root for guys uh, like that. There's others out there, too. We, we root for them, too. But we also root for Ryder. We also would we, yeah. be remiss exactly. if we didn't say, hey, good for you. Good for you. This guy yep. had his moment in the sun. Who says he won't have another one? I'm not saying he won't. That's up to him. But now you've been in there with – all kinds of good guys. I mentioned them. Uh, you fought for a world title. You came up short. Uh, you're 33 years old, and here you got your t- you got your moment.
0: You got your moment. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo yeah. to you. Bravo to you. Well done, for sure. And with that. That's a wrap on this show. Uh, thank you guys for being with us. Teddy, thanks for doing this. Appreciate See, you, as oh, you always. See how you become
1: such a veteran. You, you just proved it right there. That's a wrap. That's what veteran people <laughs> in this business say.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a wrap, baby. <laughs> I got all the words. All I need is one of those clapboards like cut and scene. Guys, thanks for being with us. Please take a minute to leave a review. Share the links. You know, give us a thumbs up, like, and subscribe, as the kids say. Thanks for being with us. And, Teddy, I'll see you next week.